Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Holy Man, a journey of becoming godly men. No matter if we are sons or husbands, dads, grandfathers, or just any regular guy out there, we are going to try to figure out how God would want us to live on this journey called life. None of us have it all figured out. So let's dig into God's Word and wrestle with God's Word as we try to become who God created us to be, specifically, holy men. Hey there, men. It is good to be back with you. I know that I had mentioned that I might make it back and do a couple episodes during January, but hey, life just happened and it didn't happen, so I think we all understand. But we are back now, looking forward to a great 12-week journey through the rest of winter and through much of the spring during life group seasons here at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming, and welcome to all of you also listening wherever you are around the country. It is good to be with all of you. I know that some of you will have some great discussions in your life groups of what we'll be considering here in this podcast over these 12 weeks. But if you're not in a men's life group of some kind that will be discussing our content, I want to encourage you to find a couple other men to listen to these together and spend some time discussing them. As many of you have heard, iron sharpens iron. You will grow more with others than if you just go it alone. So I really encourage you, find some other guys, have these discussions together. So what are we going to talk about over these 12 weeks? We're going to talk about lies, lots and lots of lies. How does that sound to you? What do I mean? Well, after a lot of thought and prayer and listening to a bunch of you guys, God put it onto my heart to help all of us work through some of the reprogramming that we need to work through. What do I mean? Well, let's think about computers a little bit. Any computer, our phones, laptops, the computers in our cars, computers at work, any computer. Sometimes, or maybe often, computers get out of whack. Their programming gets off. We've all experienced that, haven't we? They are no longer working as the creator of the computer, of the programming intended them to work. In some way, bad messages got in there, maybe as a virus of some kind, that now has the computer not working at its best. So what do we do? Well, I guess we could just throw it away and get a new one, but that's quite a waste. So if possible, the best thing is to reprogram it, change the messaging to get it back to how the creator first and best made it to work. Make sense? All right, well, now let's consider our lives. God creates us. He creates us in his image with the programming that if used as God intends, will be blessed. How we think, how we live, how we talk, how we love will all be as the creator intended it. But, yeah, I said it, But, unfortunately, our programming gets out of whack. Doesn't it? Our programming just gets off. Why? Or how does this happen? 
Well, the biggest part of it is due to the father of lies. The father of lies. Well, who's that? Well, I want us to <laughs> I want us to listen to a conversation that Jesus was having with a group of people that included a few few of those Pharisees. It's in the Gospel of John, chapter 8, starting in verse 31. I want you to listen to this. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Now remember that last line. It's a famous line. You probably heard it before. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. We're going to come back to that later on. Now, jumping down to verse 37, Jesus continues in this conversation. He says, yes, I realize that you are descendants of Abraham. He acknowledges that they are blood relatives of Abraham. And then he continues, and yet some of you are trying to kill me because there's no room in your hearts for my message. I'm telling you what I saw when I was with my father. But you're following the advice of your father. Ooh, what is Jesus getting at with that comment? Who is he saying is their father? Well, let's see. He continu- we continue. The people say, our father is Abraham, they declared. No, Jesus replied, for if you were really the children of Abraham, you would follow his example. Instead, you're trying to kill me because I told you the truth, which I heard from God. Abraham never did such a thing. No, you are imitating your real father, Jesus says. There he goes again. Are you curious? Who is Jesus talking about? Who is he saying that their father is? We continue. The people replied, we aren't illegitimate children. God himself is our true father. Did you catch that? First they said Abraham is our father. Now it's God himself. Do you think Jesus is going to agree with them? Is that who Jesus was suggesting is their father? Almost sounds like a version of Star Wars, doesn't it? Luke, I am your father. (laughs) Okay, what does Jesus say? Well, catch this. Jesus told them, If God were your father, you would love me because I have come to you from God. I'm not here on my own, but God sent me. Why can't you understand what I'm saying? It's because you can't even hear me, for you are the children of your father. Are you ready? Jesus is about to tell them who their father is. He says, your father the devil, and you love to do the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, it is consistent with his character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yep, it's Satan, the father of lies. (laughs) You know, Satan throughout the history of the world has been spewing lies, feeding lies into the lives of all people. 
And he is so good and clever at how to do it. He uses any and all avenues to deliver those lies into us. Sometimes he uses the media. Sometimes it's books that we might read. Sometimes it's the relationships we have. You know, it could be friends, relatives. Yes, even our own parents and siblings. Satan uses all means to reprogram us from thinking and living the way the creator, God, wants us to live. Satan has deceived us into thinking that his way is the best way when it's not at all. Think back to that phrase that Jesus said in the beginning of the conversation. Again, you might have heard it before. Jesus said, truly you are my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. Okay, so his word. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You're going to be free to live the best life instead of being in the prison life locked up by all the lies that Satan has fed us. Satan has infected us with viruses or bad teachings, lies that lead us to a life that is not the best. Okay, well, if that's the case, how do we go about getting our programming reprogrammed back to how God would love it to be and how would give us lives that are so much better than what we might be living now? How do we allow God to help change our programming? Well, here's what I want us to do. I want us to peek into another passage of Scripture. And it's one of my all-time favorites in God's Word. And it's going to help us to see how to potentially get this done. And it's going to lead us throughout this semester. It's Romans chapter 12, the first two verses, a great two verses. Paul is wanting his readers to have a better lives than what they presently do. So he starts off by saying this. He says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies, to give your lives to God. Because, why? Because of all that he has done for you. So Paul starts with focusing us on God's grace. He says, look at all that God has done for you. Creation, salvation, eternal life, abundant life, and the list goes on. God has done a lot. And how much of it do we deserve? We deserve none of it. We're sinners. And the price of that sin is separation from God. So focus on God's grace and that cross, Paul says. Let God's grace stir us. Okay, well, stir us to what? Again, he said, give your bodies or your lives to God. And then Paul continues. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that God will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship God. So, surrender your lives to Jesus, Paul is saying. Trust God with your life. Have faith that God knows best. Do you believe that? Do you believe that God knows the best way for us to live? 
Or have you been fed a lie like Adam and Eve were in the garden when Satan told them something different from what God had told them? And we all know how that turned out, don't we? Trusting God with our lives is an act of worship. It's acknowledging that God is the creator or the original programmer, and he knows best. That's an act of worship. It's us saying, God, we believe in you. All right, well, how do we do that? How do we get from where we are into that acknowledgement of God, that he is God and we're living in faith? Well, Paul, he goes on to verse two, and Paul says this, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but instead let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. It's a how-to. First of all, catch that last part there. God's will for us is good and pleasing and perfect. How many of you would love a life that is good and pleasing and perfect from God's point of view? Sounds good, doesn't it? It sounds heavenly. Now, that life is living within God's will. That's what this podcast is all about, helping us all to become more and more holy men, walking more within the will of God, because that's the better life. And again, how does Paul say it happens? Well, first, it happens because of grace. It happens because God loves us first, even though we don't deserve it, and then we respond to his grace. We respond by surrendering our lives to him, and then by the power of the Holy Spirit, using the word of God, so Jesus' teachings, the truth, we read it, and we discuss it together in our life groups, and then God uses it to transform us into new men, better men. And what did Paul say? He changes the way we think. God reprograms us to think more like him, which then stirs us to live differently. It takes that thinking, that programming that Satan has put into our lives and reprograms us, getting us back to the original programming. All right, well, how are we going to go through this semester? How are we going to walk with God and getting this reprogramming to happen? Well, to help us with our godly reprogramming and to lead us through this journey of these discussions, I've grabbed a hold of what I think is a great book that we're going to utilize for these 12 weeks. It's titled, Lies Men Believe and the Truth That Sets Them Free. Again, it's Lies Men Believe and the Truth That Sets Them Free. It's really a good read if you're so inclined. If you're a reader and you like to read, get one of those books. You don't have to. Uh, This book will have us looking into lies about God, about lies about ourselves, about work and finances, lies that Satan has fed us about being a husband and being a dad, just to name a few of the areas we're going to discuss. Again, you don't have to purchase a book. 
you, you can just listen to the podcasts and, and have your discussions. But again, if you're a reader or if you just want to go deeper into some of these things, I do recommend the book. It has some extra details that we might not get to in our podcasts. Let me just mention, just to stir your thoughts here a little bit, let me to mention just a few of the lies. There's 40 of them in total that we'll look into, but here's just a couple of them that we'll be discussing. Number one, I can earn God's favor. That's a lie. Satan has made many of us men think that that's true, that me acting a certain way, living a certain way, that I can get God to love me. It's a lie, and we'll talk more about that. Number two, how about this one? I am a master of my own destiny. Well, if anybody's been listening to our Daniel sermon series over these last several weeks, you'll learn that's a lie. Another one is, I can hide my secret sin since it only hurts me. It's another lie. (laughs) And we're going to dig into that one. How about this one? My faith and my work are unrelated. Some men think that. We worry about our faith when we're at the church, but when we leave and go off work, I'm going to live my, my way. Satan loves you thinking that way. Here's a fifth one. How about this one? I am measured by how I compare to other men. Boy, can that one really hurt us as we compare ourselves to men. That's a lie. That's just a few of the 40 different lies that we'll be discussing over the next 11 weeks. And the good news is you're not going to just hear from me. I'm going to be inviting some other men different weeks, not every week, but a few of the weeks, to join me and to have them help me discuss through some of this material. Men, Satan has done and continues to do a great job reprogramming us from our original programming. He has deceived us to think and therefore act differently from the best way or the blessed way that we should be living or that we could be living. God who created us in his own image, the original programmer of our lives, he knows best. So the hope for all of us, if we want the best life, the best marriage, the best family, the best work and financial outlook, the best everything is to surrender our lives to God because of his grace and to allow the Holy Spirit of God to reprogram us back to the original created state of mind and heart. Guys, do you realize how much hope is in that? I mean, think about a group of men, and there's, over the last semester, there was about a hundred of you that were tuning in throughout the, the semester. If there's a hundred of us men who are looking how God, in his grace, can take our thinking that Satan has stirred up, that has us deceived, the thinking wrong ways of life, if God can grab hold of a hundred of us, and help us to begin to change, to reprogram us, to think differently, to think more godly, to think more holy. Guys, do you realize after 12 weeks of our discussions and God changing the way we think, do you see the hope in that? 
Do you see the hope at New Life? If you have a group of men, that many men that are willing to look at things from God's perspective, God's point of view, instead of the way Satan has fed those lies into us, guys, you realize how good our lies can become. We're not going to be perfect yet, but man, the more we surrender our lives to God, the more that God can make us more and more holy. Guys, I don't know about you, but that gives me so much hope. It stirs me and makes me look forward to the journey that we are going to be on. So guys, welcome. Welcome to a journey, a journey of hope, a journey of healing of our hearts, a journey of holiness. And as we grow in holiness, guys, our lives will be better and we will get better at life. All because of the grace of God. Welcome, guys. Look forward to this season that's in front of us as we become more and more holy.